Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Are you caring for an aging loved one? Are you a senior searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live a program dedicated to you. Providing information, education, and resources for seniors and their caregivers. And now, America's Senior Care Consultant, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. I'm Steve Keeker, your Senior Care Consultant, and I really appreciate you tuning in today. We have a wonderful program on tap for you here today with special guests in studio, Karen Honholt, Chief Development and Communications Officer with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, and... Patty Poor, and she's a registered nurse and the director of clinical services, again, with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And Karen and Patty, welcome to Senior Care Live. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. It's a pleasure to be with you. Uh, We wanted to come in today and talk with you as June just wrapped up, and it's always a very important month for caregivers and our team. Uh, It was Alzheimer's and Brain Awareness Month. You may have seen a lot of purple around. That's the color of the Alzheimer's Association, and they really see June as the month to shine light and take action. I saw so many purple pictures <laughs> in, in a lot a lot of different events, so that's, that's pretty cool. And uh, so uh, I imagine that uh, you see quite a few Alzheimer's patients with uh, Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, and I'm just so glad that you're both here, and I'm so happy that you have a lot of uh, you know, information on that to share. So let's, let's start off with some basics, and, and I think we all have an idea, but what is Alzheimer's disease? Yeah, that's a great question. So simply defined by the Alzheimer's Association, Alzheimer's disease is a type of dementia that affects memory, thinking, and behavior. Uh, Symptoms eventually grow severe enough to interfere with daily tasks. It accounts for up to 80% of dementia cases. Okay, so is Alzheimer's disease just part of the normal aging process? You know, Steve, that's a really common question, and the answer is no. The greatest known risk factor is increasing age, 
The majority of people with Alzheimer's are 65 and older. Alzheimer's disease is considered to be younger onset or early onset if it affects a person younger than 65. But to be clear, people with younger onset Alzheimer's can still be in the early, middle, or late stages of the disease. What we hope to talk about today is that late stage care, when we at Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care would normally see Alzheimer's patients and the impact the disease has on patients and the caregiver. So, you know, part of what we do is we take care of people. We work as an interdisciplinary team. So you're going to have physicians, you're going to have nurses, um, you'll have social workers and a grief support specialist who will help uh, you move through your experience with our organization as your loved one progresses with the disease. But what we know is that grief for the person with Alzheimer's truly begins with the diagnosis. They experience little deaths along the course of the disease, like loss of memories and relationships start to fade away. It's a very isolating disease. Many people with Alzheimer's disease are reluctant to ask questions because they are fearful that they've already asked those questions. And people many times, not always, feel agitated or restless. They sense something is just not right. You know, I think that would be the worst part of this is knowing you have a problem withdrawing because, oh, gosh, did I already ask the question? But And you can't do a darn thing about it. I, I just think that would be the most frustrating and worst part of this. So, uh, you know, one thing that I've always heard is that you're supposed to meet people where they are. So you could have a conversation and someone could be talking about their day, but in their mind, it, it could be 40 years ago. And, and that that's where they are. So is that still good advice, Patty? Absolutely. Alzheimer's patients, especially at the end of life, should be met where they are. And what that means is honor and respect where your loved one is currently in their life journey, not where you want them to be or where you wish that they were. It can be hard. It takes incredible patience. You need to connect with them as far as physical touch goes with what they can tolerate and need. Use a gentle tone, not condescending, but just gentle and allow people to talk about what they are feeling. And you know, some of the best experiences our families and their loved ones have include playing music. Another tip our team frequently offers to families communicating with a loved one diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease is to think carefully about what and when you're communicating with that person. You know, that makes sense. So I can see there may be some finer points to that, that communication process. Yes, it's more about choosing the right time Try to talk to the person when they're rested. Like a lot of us, they'll receive the message better then. Use short, simple sentences. Above all, be honest. Whatever you're saying, support them with physical touch if you can, and use literal word, literal words like died, not passed away. It's much less confusing for everyone. Okay, yep, that, that makes sense. And so what happens when the caregiver need some attention for themselves? That's a great question. You know, Steve, at Kansas City Hospice, uh, we have a robust grief support offering for the whole community. As Patty mentioned, um, I'll say this in another context, we meet you where you are. If you need support groups, we have support groups. If your person died on service with us, we automatically will offer you grief support. But we have so many resources available to Kansas City as a community, and we have many experts on this topic on our staff. And as you know, um, every care caregiver back to Alzheimer's disease is going to cope differently, but many people will find solace in talking with others or some type of support group, or in journaling, or in getting out and walking or running, just moving their bodies. With the grief 
what the grief experts on our staff say is to find something to help you move through the healing process. You know, there are lots of types of grief. What might seem normal to one person is going to seem prolonged or complicated to another person. And um, that reminds me, this month in July, as part of our community education series, uh, we have one of the nation's experts on grief, Rachel Cadanas, who's speaking during a free session. It's going to be amazing. I'm really excited. I've heard her speak many times um, at noon on Central Time at Central Time on at noon on Thursday, July 27th. Um, Rachel will join our community education and engagement coordinator to discuss ways to increase comfort in your ability and skills to support grievers in your social cir- circle, people that you know who might be going through this. It's a very relatable topic. Um, you have, um, you may have heard of Rachel before. She's written books like Finding Peace, One Piece at a Time, um, Grief in the Workplace, and another one called Living with Loss, One Day at a Time. She is a longtime friend of our organization, and we're thrilled to have her partnering um, in our community education series, which truly is for the community. Anyone can dial into this. See, and that, that's just one of the many things I love about Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care is that you don't have to have been on your service. I mean, you literally open this up to the entire extended Kansas City community to participate in many of your programs, and including this one. And I, I think I would love to sign up for this. Uh, frankly, you know, my dad passed away in 1997, and I don't think my mom's ever really gotten over that. So mm-hmm. I, I, I think, I think this is really valuable for so many people. So, uh, um, it, it, just a very valuable session. Uh, Karen, how can someone uh, sign up for this or, or register for this, uh, this event? Sure. Um, it's a completely free session, as I mentioned, and you can find it on our website at kchospice.org or kchospice.org. And you can search community education or Rachel, either way it will come up. The session, um, again, is at noon on cent- central time on Thursday, July 27th. Okay. All right. So again, uh, this is uh, Karen. Now, how much is it? Is it is it free or is it's there a charge? Free. It's absolutely free. Okay. I know a lot of your sessions are CEUs uh, mm-hmm. for for professionals. So, is this appropriate for professional? It's not a CEU event, though. Is that correct? Um, I believe we are offering one CE okay. for it, and that's for nurses or social workers. Okay. All right. So, uh, so for the professionals out there, my wife's an RN, so <laughs> she, she's always looking for opportunities to learn something and mm-hmm. pick up a, a, a CE uh, or two. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, this is good for one continuing education credit is free of charge and you're going to learn a lot go to kchospice.org kchospice.org and if you want more information in general about kansas city hospice and palliative care uh, look just go to first of all i would encourage you to go to the website again kchospice.org it is loaded and i and i'm can i say all caps loaded <laughs> with with just a serious amount of of really excellent helpful information you could also uh, give a call if if you have a question 816-363-2600 that's 816-363-2600 and all of your your services and your programs that that's a missouri number but you work with families on both sides of the state line is that right yes we do we serve 12 county um, Kansas City uh, region. 
Okay, so that so the twelve county uh, Kansas City region, uh, the extended KC metro area, eight one six three six three two six zero zero, or online at kchospice.org. And again, if you want to sign up for the upcoming community education event uh, from from Rachel, just go to kchospice.org. You can just do a quick search, community education, or just type in Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L. Either way, that'll pop right up. And again, uh, the session is at 12 o'clock noon central on Thursday, July the 27th. Right now, the Senior Care Live question of the week. Alzheimer's disease is the same as dementia. Is that statement true or false? What do you think? You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. We'll have more with Steve coming up next. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. It's more of a statement. Alzheimer's disease is the same as dementia. Is that statement true or false? And the answer is... False. That statement is false. And Patty... Why is that statement false? Well, Alzheimer's is a specific brain disease that accounts for up to 80% of dementia cases. Dementia is a general term for symptoms like a decline in memory, reasoning, or other thinking skills. Many different types of dementia exist, and many conditions cause it. Yep, that, that makes sense. And, and I've, I've heard uh, from a, a, a well-known physician in the, in the field of uh, studying Alzheimer's and research, et cetera, that, uh, and I, I love this, this phrase, sitting or sedentary lifestyle, sitting is the new smoking because uh, he just puts that much emphasis on just some activity, even if it's something simple, just, just a little bit. So um, I, I always, uh, I'm kind of fascinated by it and I, I just I can't wait for some kind of a breakthrough. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's just such a terrible, terrible disease. So we're here with Karen and Patty from Kansas City Hospice in Palliative Care. We're talking today about Alzheimer's disease and support groups uh, for uh, for those in our community. And uh, just want to speak a little bit about the care as a caregiver or a family member. Okay, how do you know when your grief is quote unquote normal? That's a million dollar question, Steve. Um, it's so hard when you're in the throes of grief to um, to ever feel like you're going to feel normal again. Um, and what even is normal? Right. I'm glad we're talking about this. There are some predictors of complicated grief. Some people have problems accepting the death overall. Some people are the opposite, detached from the death and the experience. Some will find an inability to enjoy their life. Some caregivers have a real sense that they just did not do enough. And some have an extreme focus on the loss and reminders of their loved one. Again, these are all predictors of what some grief experts would call complicated grief. Oh, and I've seen that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Some more common reactions to grief are changes in appetite, an inability to focus, crying, avoiding friends and family, anger and depression, asking why. 
And while all of these symptoms are normal, it's a very good idea to consult your physician if any of these symptoms are concerning to you. Uh, something our grief support specialists talk about is the four tasks of mourning. Um, that was um, psychologist J. William Warden uh, provides a framework of four tasks that help us understand how people journey through grief. And um, healing happens gradually as grievers address these tasks in no specific order, um, going back and forth even from one um, to another over time. Uh, the first task is to accept the re reality of the loss. That means that although you know intellectually that the person has died, you may experience a sense of disbelief. Integrating the reality of their death means taking it in with your whole being. For example, uh, the reality that may begin to set in um, immediately after the death when someone has to attend a memorial service or pick up ashes. Uh, but then many weeks, months, or even years later, an occasion arises that they would have been part of, um, their loved one would have been part of that. And the reality, again, um, hits you as you realize that your person has died and they aren't here to share those memories with you. Uh, the second task of grieving, of, of mourning, is to process the pain of grief, which, as Patty mentioned, is experienced emotionally, cognitively, physically, and spiritually. Uh, people will often um, tell you, you know, get over it, move on, be strong. Oh, um, I don't, yeah. I do not like that. <laughs> right. I'm just like, yeah, get off, no, get off my lawn. I, right, right. I, I don't want to hear that. Right, yeah. exactly. And, um, and, you know, they say it. And they're trying to be helpful, um, but, yeah. um, you know, in contrast, one of the aims of grief support groups is to encourage and facilitate the safe expression of all natural grief reactions. So um, you do have a safe place with people who get it, um, who've been there and understand um, what you're going through and, and know that it's not something you can just move on from like that. Yep, yep. Um, there's a third task, which is to adjust to a world without the deceased. And some external adjustments include taking on responsibilities and learning new skills. Um, internal adjustments are made as you adapt to your, your new identity. So spiritual adjustments occur as you grapple with questions about your belief system and the purpose and meaning of life. And then finally, task four, which is um, to find an enduring connection with the deceased in the midst of embarking on a new life. So gradually you create a balance between remembering the person who died and living a full and meaningful life. So again, this is based on warden's tasks of grief and people are expected um, to move in and out of these tasks um, over time. Another grief expert, David Kessler, says it's actually the sixth stage of grief. Once you get past the original five we've all heard about, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance that can transform grief into a more peaceful and hopeful experience. He says in his book, Finding Meaning, that finding meaning is relative and personal, and only you can find it. He says it takes time, and he says loss is not a lesson. It's not something to handle. It's not a blessing. And finally, that meaningful connections can replace painful memories in time. Something I know you talked about extensively last month, um, Steve, on this show is planning ahead. And um, the fact is that whether it's with an Alzheimer's patient, your mother, your sister, whomever, whomever the patient is, um, anyone, um, advanced planning is the key. And um, advanced planning helps the patient, um, but it also helps the caregiver too. And that way they aren't mired in messes after someone has died or as someone is dying. Um, they can just be there. And I hope everyone listening can appreciate that. Uh, the more you plan ahead, the better off you are. And regardless, it's not your failure as a caregiver. 
You know, and, and that's just, that's a great reminder, Karen. Uh, we did have an excellent show last month uh, in June. And if anyone wants to uh, look that up and check it out, just go to SeniorCareLive.com, check out the podcast uh, and go back about a month. And uh, we had uh, uh, David Wiley from uh, Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care on that. We talked about advanced uh, care planning and what a gift that is to your family, uh, by the way. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, my, I'll just share this really quickly. Um, my um you know, my mother died m- many years ago, and one of the things she did actually as she was preparing was um, she went through, you know, the items that my siblings and I would, would you know, she would, would pass along to each of us and, sure. and um, the planning that she did for her funeral and, and all of those things. And I didn't appreciate it at the time when she was doing it. I thought it was morbid, and I thought, <laughs> I don't want to, you know, I don't want to talk about this, Mom, but right. <laughs> it was the best gift she ever could have given wow. me. So, yeah, it's, it's truly, truly helpful for the caregiver as well. Yeah, yeah, that that is excellent. So uh, again, this is resonating with you. Uh, if we have touched something within you and you're you're wanting to learn more, maybe you want to reach out uh, to Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care and check out uh, one of the one of the grief support programs. Uh, you do not have to have been a, a patient with Kansas City Hospice. Uh, again, again, reach out eight one six three six three two six zero zero. 816-363-2600 or go online at kchospice.org kchospice.org and don't forget about that upcoming uh, free continuing education event later on uh, this month and Karen and Patty thanks so much for being here today I really appreciate it coming in uh, super important information super, super helpful thank you so much thank you thank you for having us All right, and we'll have more coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. Have a question? Visit SeniorCareLive.com. Stick around. We'll have more with Steve coming up next. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For podcasts of the program, go to SeniorCareLive.com or wherever you get your podcast. And Senior Care Live, it it's all over the place uh, on, on all the major platforms. So, uh, And lots of people help themselves to that. So feel free to do that as well. All right, so I'm going to shift gears a little bit and talk about these continuing care retirement communities. And I, I had a, a senior care consulting client call me uh, this last week, and it was regarding his mother-in-law. And she put a deposit, and this is this is a really good story. And this is a very common story, and that's why I really wanted to share that uh, with you without naming names and all that stuff. But this is a very common scenario. So she put a deposit down on a CCRC, a small deposit, but she has not done any homework. And he is a senior care consulting client, and he knows the value that we offer. We were able to help him out in a major way with one of his family members. And he thinks that she should do what he did through senior care consulting and and just compare this particular place with some other options. We don't really know if that is her best fit or not. And he wants her to make a truly informed decision. And 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 I said, "Look, you know, we we can we can check out this particular place 
and and go through our whole process and ask a lot of questions, gather a lot of information, and report that back to her. And we can compare that place with some of the other top options in the market so that she can literally make an informed decision. And so uh, he thinks that's a great idea, and uh, hopefully we'll be working together uh, with uh, his his uh, family very soon here. But we were talking, and he brought up some really, really good points. And I just wanted to share this with you, because, again, this is a fairly common thing. So he said, Steve, this particular place has, he said, I think it's called like a, an upfront fee or, a, you know, and he was saying like, you know, a buy-in. And I said, an entrance fee? He goes, yeah, 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 that's it, that's it. He said, so explain that entrance fee to me. He said, that just does not make any sense to me whatsoever. I mean, why would they charge three hundred dollars or $400,000 just to move into a place? And I said, well... Some continuing care retirement communities do have that upfront fee. It's not a buy-in. You're not buying anything. It's an entrance fee. It's tied to a contract. And basically what they're doing is you're writing a fee for 200 and I'll just give you the range here in Kansas City, which I think is pretty applicable around the country. Two three hundred thousand dollars upwards of six seven eight hundred thousand dollars. I've done some searches in California where it was well over a million. So it depends on where you're at, but I think two or three hundred to six to eight hundred thousand is a very solid range of entrance fees. Now there are a lot of different contracts. Uh, I'll just talk about the contract that they're looking at. It's a ninety percent refundable contract, and what that is is uh, if you should choose to move, so if you move in and you're like, oh my gosh, this was, a, this was a mistake, you can move, you're welcome to do that, and you'll get 90% of that upfront entrance fee, you'll get 90% of that back. Okay, and, and he's like, I still don't understand why you would get that. And I said, well, part of the contract is that they guarantee to care for you for life. They guarantee... Space, if you should need more care down the road and you need to move from independent living, because that's where you start, okay, you write the big check up front, the entrance fee, and then you move to assisted living if you should need a little more help, and then you can move to long-term care if you need more help than that. And again, if you move, you get 90% back. If you should choose to live there throughout your entire lifetime, which most residents do that, do that exact thing. That's the whole point of it. You move in, and then they've got you for life. You never have to change your address. You're still you're with the same organization all the way through. Then upon your death, 90% would be refunded to your estate. He's like, I still don't like it. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I know, I know. I mean, some of my clients are okay with the entrance fee, and some of them don't like it at all. But that that's a very very common model: an entrance fee, two or three hundred to maybe six or eight hundred, depending on how nice the apartment is, the size of the apartment, etc. Ninety percent refunded. There are eighty percent refundable, seventy fifty percent refundable. Okay, and there are also life care contracts or agreements where. That whole entrance fee, like, for example, uh, there's a place here locally, it amortizes 2% per month, and it starts to decrease. 
to a zero refund in 50 months. Okay, and then what they do is they lock in your rate. Your independent living rate is good for a lifetime. So if you move to assisted living, you're paying three or four thousand dollars a month less than the market rate. If you move to long-term care, you might be paying you know five, six, seven thousand dollars a month less. So so in long-term care per month than the market rate. So what you're doing is you're essentially giving up your entrance fee. And you're prepaying for future discounted health care. It's essentially what you're doing in that one. So this gets super, super uh, ex- expensive. It gets uh, pretty complex. Uh, but And he says, I still don't like it. <laughs> he, he said, so are the places that charge – this is a good question. Are the places that charge an entrance fee better than some of the CCRCs that don't charge an entrance fee? And I said – Absolutely not. It's just a different model. So there are continuing care retirement communities that do not charge that big six-figure upfront entrance fee. You come in, and you it's a rental-only kind of a situation. And they have independent living, and they have assisted living, and they have long-term care. You just pay for what you need as you go along. And you don't tie up. Two, three hundred, five, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars. Now, a lot of my clients that are willing to pay that, they've told me they said, you know, we're not going to touch any investments or savings for an entrance fee, but we own a house that's worth, say, for example, four hundred thousand. Okay, and it's paid off free and clear. So we're willing to to sell our house. And then take that money and use it for an entrance fee because I don't already have it invested and and all of that stuff. So we're willing to do that. And frankly, most people use the proceeds from the sale of their house to pay for all or the majority of their entrance fee, if that makes sense. So that's, that's what most folks do. Now... He said, I'm sure there's some things that we don't know about this, and that's why uh, I'm hoping that uh, you know the, the rest of my family will want to come back and talk to you about this because it's kind of out of his control. And he's already, he's already used senior care consulting uh, for his, his parents, and he knows the value big time. That's why he's pushing for this. And he, he said, are there any, things that, any other things that you know, maybe we don't, don't know or don't realize? And I said, well, let's talk about the refund. She moves in and she's like, oh, my goodness, what have I done? I do not want to live here. I said, you can leave and you'll get a refund 90% of that $300,000. Okay, so in that case, it's $270,000 refund. I said, but when you get the refund is a question because, and here's the catch, they will refund your money when they resell that apartment and he's like oh you're kidding and i said no I said so you don't get a check for 270 when you walk out the door uh, it could be a couple of weeks it could be several months before they resell that particular apartment or unit when they resell it that's when you get your refund so it may be fairly soon or it could be a really long time before you get your money back so you'll get it back but you just have to understand that and then there's an opportunity cost. So if, if, 
if the $300,000 is in their account, you're not making any money on your money. And that's an opportunity cost. Your financial advisor isn't investing that for you and making three or four or five percent or seven or ten or whatever they're whatever they're able to generate you're not making money on your money they are and so that is also part of the cost okay and so these are just some of the things some of the things (laughs) that you have to understand and know about when looking for a continuing care retirement community it is by far the most complex, has the most moving parts, and the most difficult level of care and type of senior care community to determine uh, to make sure that you're getting the right one. And again, if you need help, we are glad to help you make the best decision possible with Senior Care Consulting at 913-945-2800 or online at SeniorCareConsulting.com. I'll be back with more coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. To contact Steve or a guest on his show, visit SeniorCareLive.com. We'll have more coming up. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. Have a question? Visit SeniorCareLive.com. Okay, so another story. You know how I'm constantly, I'm I'm practically preaching this, and I'll never stop. (laughs) Do your search for a senior care community proactively. Okay, it... Search sooner, move sooner than you think you should, and you're still probably not quite soon enough. Okay, if you move sooner than you think maybe you should have, you're not you're you're just never going to regret that. Okay, so I recently worked with just the the nicest client. She was just the sweetest lady ever. One of, one of my favorite clients I've ever worked with. I just love her to pieces, and. She, her plan was to keep her husband at home and she's been a caregiver for a very long time and she's getting tired. But she also, she was also living in the reality of, but I don't know how much longer I can provide care. All I know is I'm going to keep doing it till I can't do it. And then I'm okay. I've done my best. And then I'm ready to have my husband move to a senior care community. So she called and we had a good good conversation about this and she said I just don't know if it's too soon and I said ma'am just the fact that you picked up the phone and you made the phone call I think in your gut maybe even just subconsciously you know it's probably sooner than later um, I would say after working with just hundreds and hundreds of clients and families, I would say we're not too soon. I would say it's a really good idea for us to go out and go through this search and selection process with senior care consulting and figure out our options, check them out, learn about them, and then get our name on a waiting list or two. And then we'll just figure out the timing. We'll just work that out. And she said, you know, I, I think that's right. I, I think that's a good idea. So we went through the whole process. 
I asked her questions about her husband. I conducted that proprietary geriatric care assessment that we have with Senior Care Consulting. So I knew exactly what we're looking for. I researched the entire marketplace. I identified our top uh, our top options. Uh, and then she and I went out together and we took a tour. We asked a lot of questions, gathered a lot of information. And then I produced a report uh, for her so that she can make an informed decision. That's the very short version of the process. So I go to meet with her for coffee one morning recently before we headed out on our tours. And she said, Steve, I got to tell you, because I asked her, I said, how's your husband doing? And she said, I I, got to tell you, I'm so thankful that I listened to your radio program and you have heard, I've heard you say several times, be proactive, 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 get out ahead of it. Search sooner than you think you might need to, she said. And we had that conversation, and you were right. Uh, And long story short, her husband had to go to the hospital, and then he went to – he's going to have to go to rehab. And she said once he's finished with rehab, I think think the timing is right. I'm ready to have him transition to a long-term care community. I don't think I'm going to be able to bring him home this time. So I'm so thankful with your coaching and your counsel that we went out proactively because as it turns out, I need to move him now or in, in the very, very near future. So she thanked me for that. And, and I thanked her for listening because so many people, they kind of ignore it. They hope it will go away. They hope it will get better. And they're not planning. They're not taking those concrete steps. And then so many times I've had people call me and they said, Steve, we, we started to call you six months ago and now we're regretting that <laughs> because this happened and that happened and now we're going to have to move mom or we're going to have to move dad, we're going to have to move my loved one and we're going to have to do it really quickly. How fast can you help us through this? Okay, and, and we're able to help people in that capacity as well. Uh, no, no worries at all, but it's not a comfortable situation, and we might have more options available to us if we're out proactive and ahead of it a little ways, because a lot of the best places, guess what? They're full. <laughs> they, they have waiting lists. And so if we're out ahead of it, and we don't need to move for maybe three or four, six months, something like that, maybe seven or eight months, if the place has a three or four month wait list, I'm we're able to consider them. If we have to move in the next seven to 10 days and they have a one or two month wait list, we cannot consider them because the timing will not work out for us. Okay. So uh, again, just be proactive if at all possible. You just, you'll never regret that. And then last week I had a lot of feedback from my, my program, and I, and I talked, I, I think I just really connected with a lot of people who are, are working their job and uh, in, in corporate America. I shared, I, I shared a, a story about, I, I read a post on social media about a fellow that said, well, today, after 10 years, starting with this company, building it from scratch, I was escorted to the door by HR. I guess it's been a pretty good run, but I guess they don't want me anymore. And sometime real soon, I'm going to share some of the more intimate details of a similar experience that I had with my last corporate job. And that was the last time. That was it. 
I said, whatever we have to do, I'm going to own and operate and run my own business. That will never happen to me again. And I think that resonated. I talked about uh, operating a senior care consulting franchise. We're just now starting the franchising process. So we are wide open. And I had a number of people say, um, I am very interested in owning and opening a senior care consulting uh, franchise location in our location. When can we talk? And I particularly had uh, some some folks uh, who currently work in senior care. And, you know, administrators of long-term care communities, executive directors of assisted living communities, directors of nursing, sales and marketing people, all of these folks working in, in the area of senior care. They see the value of our placement services through Senior Care Consulting. They love that we offer a placement service with integrity. They love that this is not another status quo free referral service getting kickbacks from the very places that they recommend, which is a gross, gross conflict of interest. They love everything about it, and they want in. And they're like, you know what? I'm going to reach out to Steve and and learn more about that. If you are that person and you want to learn more about potentially opening a senior care consulting franchise in your area, just go to SeniorCareConsulting.com. Just go to the website and uh, and there's some information there and there's a form you can submit. Uh, just fill that out and send it on in and uh, we will set up a time to chat. We'd love to visit with you about that. All right. I'm Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. Join me next week right here on Senior Care Live. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.